G'day guys, Clint Adams here and I'm recording episode number 27 of The Full Landscape with Claire and Rachel from Fox Avenue Studio. Uh, in this podcast, uh, our first ever two guest podcast, um, that's why you'll probably, know, if you're watching this, you'll see the, the tables around a different way and I'm kind of awkwardly kind of sitting here. Um, we'll just uh, get uh, into the details around uh, how these two met only recently in the last two years, mm-hmm. um, what it's like um, or how... I guess impact the impact of not having a television growing up uh, can uh, change the direction of your life, um, <laughs> <laughs> and much, much more. Hope you enjoy. Tell me your story. So I grew up on a reasonably sized block um, at a place called Houghton. Yep. Which is in the Adelaide Hills. Very familiar with Houghton. Love it up there. Beautiful spot. Um, grew up without a TV, so we spent a lot of time outdoors. So for me, it was... Um, that explains a lot. Not having TV. <laughs> yeah, I fail all the quiz night movie, movie questions. Um, yeah, so spent a lot of time outside, um, whether that be playing on the oval or whatever that was next door. Um, then kind of moved away from that and worked in retail, um, which I never really enjoyed. Um, and then after I got a divorce, I kind of went, what am I doing with my life? Um, so I went to TAFE and studied a diploma of landscape design. Yep. Um, I think in my head, I always knew I wanted to be outside with what I was doing, but I recognised that I was getting older um, and that my body isn't going to be as strong forever and so there's a limitation to how long I could work outside digging or planting or whatever whereas designing um, you can do it almost by voice so a lot easier a lot easier to do that so took up the diploma and then when I was almost finished with the diploma realized that I didn't actually have quite enough plant knowledge for what I wanted so I went and studied a certificate three in horticulture at the Botanic Gardens Adelaide and Mount Lofty which was an amazing experience. So you can study that at yeah. Botanic Gardens. It's not a like a stuck in a dusty room at a TAFE. No, no, no. So you can do it at TAFE. Um, this was a brand new course um, that Pam, Pam Gurner Hall had set up at the time. Um, so we were the first group going through, and we had one day that was kind of in the in the office in the study room at the Adelaide Botanic Gardens, and then one day working up at Mount Lofty. So we we're actually hands on. Um, just amazing the amount of knowledge those guys have and they're so passionate about it and they want to share it. Yeah. Um, so it was so much, so much learning and we had we just had an absolute ball doing that. Um, yeah, so from there I actually launched my own sole trader um, landscape design business in 2012. What was it called? Outdoor Oasis Designs. And I was just doing designs for friends and family. Started out with that and sort of branched out a little bit. Yep. Um, and then I went to work for a wholesale nursery. Um, moved from the wholesale to the retail nursery um, and started realising that I could actually really make the connection with the clients that were coming through with my horticulture and design mm-hmm. background. Um, and it was kind of a bit of a niche that not a lot of people had both. Um, in the indus- in that part of the industry. Um, yeah, so then doing my own design work, built up, built up quite slowly over about six years. Um, and then I started studying at Adelaide Uni, the undergrad for landscape architecture. Yep. And that's where I met Claire. So you, <laughs> what, you guys have only really recently met? 
2017? I don't know, a few years. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 I guess recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were studying the same course. Yeah, studying Not the to same jump course. Into your story. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we ended up working on a project through uni together with another four other people, and it was an amazing experience. We all got along so well. Yeah. Um, the lecturer actually said to us, "Like, what's your what's your trick? Yep. How come you guys are working so well together?" Um, and so that was our first experience of actually working together. And by the time it, like twelve months had passed. I had too much on with my own business and trying to study at uni. So I approached Claire and said, would you be interested in doing some work for me? And she said, I'll need to sort of think about it. Yep. And I went away and thought about it and thought, I don't actually want someone to work for me. I want someone to work with me. Yep. Um, so had another meeting and said, you happy to work with me? Yeah. <laughs> I like how you call it a meeting. We sat down for lunch. Yeah. That's the, that's so most of our meetings. TK's beautiful hands just reaching. Any excuse to get into the podcast? <laughs> yeah. So um, we do we do try and keep things a bit informal, I guess, with our meetings. Um, that's fine. I have meetings every day, so <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, and Claire decided that it was a good idea, and thank God she did because it's just been it works yeah it works it's crazy it's crazy we um we are still studying both of us mm -hmm. but what i found is that i struggle not being able to work with claire now yeah okay so it's much things things work so much better when we're working when together, together oh. then yeah i know <laughs> we haven't had tears in a podcast <laughs> <laughs> And I, I kind of get like upset with myself. I'm like, I need to spend more time with Claire because yeah. I've got this design that I just need to work on, and I need her, you know. So, and we just we work so well together. Just so happy that it's worked out that way. That's cool. Mm. And so, Jesus, will you both finish your um, education at the same time? Is that the idea, or you're behind? Are you six months apart, or? So I'm a year ahead yeah. of you. Yep. So yeah, the big piece of paper that I got a couple of weeks ago yep. that was for my undergraduate degree yep and now there's uh two years masters okay <clears throat> i have no understanding you know how i said diploma or whatever before i said out there mm -hmm. zero zero understanding of university yeah. like i don't know what the certificates are called i don't know the time frames like just that's why i, I probably said the wrong word and it wasn't meant to be offensive but <laughs> oh, diploma okay, i don't even yeah. know what it was all right so claire how did you get to the point in 2017 i guess starting from wherever you want to go back to yeah so you had a tv i'm guessing I had a TV. It was a very big box TV that took a long time to warm up. Um, but I grew up in Tassie, and you waiting my, for some jokes? No, no. My, um, I guess my family was always into nature, camping. Every every holiday was a camping trip with cousins, brothers, sisters, the whole bit, um, and. I've always been big on outdoors. I didn't know what that meant in terms of what I wanted to do. Yep. And I have tried a lot of things to see what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So my first degree is in, um, it's a Bachelor of Business, uh, doing finance and marketing. So I went into the financial services and I was looking after people's money who had so much they didn't really know what to do with it mm. and that eventually wore me down and it didn't sit well and 
I said, this isn't it. Yeah. So then I decided I wanted to leave Tassie and came over to Adelaide for some reason. Oh, I was on a holiday, went on the Garn yeah. up to Darwin. Yeah. And I stopped in Adelaide for two days. I thought, oh, this is quite nice. It's not Melbourne. Yeah. It's not Sydney. I can handle this. This is really cool. So, yeah, I enrolled at uni to do urban and regional planning and packed up my little van and drove over and didn't know anyone. Yep. Um, Organised to move in with a young couple and just um, rented a room off them for a couple of months. Yep. And then a house sat. And that was brilliant. Because you don't have to pay? You don't have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, there's pets. Yep. And like- big dog lover. Yep. And I got to see so many different areas of Adelaide that I realised one where I didn't want to be and where I did want to go. And then I met my partner at uni in the three weeks that I attended before (laughs) I decided that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, And we now have a a house and a puppy. And uh, so I ended up getting a job as a receptionist in a IT consulting firm and I lasted about two weeks and I said I'm so bored you need to give me more things to do famous last words I ended up office manager and every other little elf duty that people just thought happened that was me and I did that for six years okay so you jumped from the two weeks into six years pretty with, yeah. with more responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing their marketing. Um, at one point, I was doing the national marketing. There was um, this company had offices in every state apart from Tasmania. Um, yeah, so I learned a great deal from that, built up a big network in the professional field. Mm. So at this point, I didn't really know anyone in landscape. Yep. Um, and then... It was probably, must have been 2015, I was like, I'm not going to be an office manager for the rest of my life. This is not it. And I enrolled in the Bachelor of Architectural Design just part-time. With the intent of not sure? Not sure. I did look at the landscape design diploma at TAFE and um, I guess I've always... I've always been a uni, like I've always pushed to go to the highest level. Um, And if I was going to do a diploma, why not just do the degree? Um, And I already had a degree, so I knew I could do it. And yeah, so I enrolled in the bachelor Mm -hmm. part-time, started meeting people. I went to my first networking event a month before I started. And just had been going to events as much as I can. And now, what, three years, four years down the track, I'd say I've got a pretty good handle on the community. And it's such a good community. And this now feels right. Yeah, yeah. And when Rachel said, you know, let's start our own thing, 
I might have gone, oh, yeah, I think I have to think about it. But I was like, yes, I'm doing it. So <laughs> that kind of when when she yeah when you, when you someone month. makes an offer that's higher than you're yeah. expecting, you're like, yeah. I'll have to get back to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to just put yeah. all the cards on the table and be like, ah. Exactly, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, we had a bit to a bit to sort out before we got rolling. Yep. Um, and for me, it... It's, it's a completely different industry. Um, going from a professional office to landscapers yeah. is very different. It's nice though, isn't it? It is. It is. And I think that has helped us a lot because I've brought that professional side mm. of business mm. to our business. And I think there are... Uh, landscapers that maybe struggle. There would be with that. Th- nine out of ten landscapers would have that as a gap. Yeah, and it's a. I think it's a thing that occurs in all trades that they're yeah. good at what they do, but they're not. They don't know the other stuff. It's, exactly. It's perfect that you've mm. brought that across. Yeah. So we, um, every now and again, we have very different opinions, but that makes us better yep. as a whole. Yep. Because um, we work through it, and we see two different perspectives instead of one. And pick the best bits. Did you guys yeah. register? So you set up as a as a company straight away. Yes, that's obviously come from your background. Yes, yep. and because I have a house, and I'm pretty <coughs> sure I just said, "Look, I'm not interested in putting anything on the line." Yeah, so yep. no partnerships. No, yep. S- yep, fair enough. Um, so, um, the uh, w- what's the story behind the business name? Did that come from a location? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to explain that, or is that, we, we <laughs> is that were too just, sensitive? No, no. We it, we were actually talking about business names for quite a while, and Hard. you know, with my mm. previous business name, I was never comfortable with it. It never rang. Outdoor Oasis Designs was difficult sometimes for me to even say. Yep. Um, so I wanted something that was really catchy, and so we were talking about something you know that relates to design or that relates to landscapes or um, <coughs> even something that relates to our name. So trying to put our names together in certain ways and make it and work. And it does not work. Like a Brangelina kind of thing? Yeah, yes. yep. it doesn't work no. with us. Doesn't no, work. not at all. And it was it was on my mind fairly consistently and I was driving home and um, had the wonderful Siri directing me. And Siri said, turn right onto Fox Avenue. <laughs> and I went, Fox Avenue, that's kind of got a ring. Yep. It's literally the street around the corner from my house. Yep. And... Um, I just went, that actually sounds quite good. Let it play over in my mind for a while. And then I spoke to Claire and said, what do you think about Fox Avenue Studio? Or um, we put a few other additives to it. Mm. And that's where it came from. And you were just like, yeah. At that point, I was like, yep, if you're happy with it. Ring, ring. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. I like to see partnerships that have worked or that are working. Because obviously in time things can change and obviously um i was in a partnership in the early days and i can't be in a partnership i'm just Mm -hmm. i have to be in charge um i guess how do you split your roles um you've obviously mentioned that you've got that kind of business background yeah does one of you do you have kind of position descriptions or you just it's just it kind of works and then if there's a problem you just talk about it and i wouldn't say that we have um actual descriptions as differing um, roles, yep. uh, we tend to do everything. Uh, but I guess I 
personally, I find some things more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those weirdos that like spreadsheets and that kind of thing. The world needs those weirdos. They do. <laughs> and especially in a business, you mm. need one of those weirdos. Yep. So um, that's another area where our partnership really works. And I like doing those things, yep. so it's not a chore. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, I guess we tend to gravitate to what we enjoy. So if, if it, obviously inside your business there's going to be design yeah. and then the admin side. Mm-hmm. There's obviously other marketing mm-hmm. that, can, that can either be there or not be there. So if a design comes into your business, <coughs> does it come into one of you and then you run with it or do you both consult at the same time and then you kind of, that's the advantage of Fox that you can kind of have two heads on one design or how does that look? Yeah, pretty much that. Yep. So there are certain designs where um, they've connected like with either Claire or with myself. Yep. Our first site visit we try and do together yep. um, because if one of us is going to take the lead on that project, they need to be involved with that client and have a good read on the client and yep. the site um, because it's not just about the site, it's about reading what that client is and, yep. and who they are. Uh, so we do our site visits together, we, mm-hmm. at least we, we try to, we're pretty pretty on with that. And generally when we're at the site visit with the client, it will direct us as to who will take the lead on the project. Um, there are certain projects where we've been to the site visit and as they're talking, I've just looked at Claire and said, this one's yours, yep. this is just so you, this is... As in the client, you just kind of organically start to click with the client better or it's the style of the, the garden or you just get a sense the, yeah the, the sense and the style of the garden that yep. they're after yep um and it, it it does tend to work that way with the clients there are other clients where it sort of sits between the two of us yep. so we'll sit down together and um have a bit of a studio session and smash out some concepts um and really play off each other when it comes to the design um and it just tends to really run really smoothly that way. Um, other times there'll be, Claire will be working on as a lead on the project and then she'll have certain things that she wants to run past me. So we'll get together and have a chat about that as well and work through that. But that's how it normally works. We try and both be involved at the very start and that way if something does come up as well, it's not an unfamiliar project to either of us. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a perfect client? Not, not an individual, but I guess an avatar of the perfect client. Someone who understands the value of design. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Just someone, one of our fans. <laughs> <laughs> someone who understands the value of design and is prepared to invest in it because um, it can be an investment. Um, also people who are prepared to voice their opinions. Um, generally the hardest clients that I've found to work with have been the ones that say, I don't know what I want. Mm. They actually do or at least they know what they don't want, mm. but they're not prepared to voice that to you. And that makes it really difficult. Um, so our perfect client would be someone who is prepared to say, I do or don't want that and make the decisions. Yeah. Why? Because then we can work with um, that information. So we can then say, well, this is a definite out. That gives us a read on what they do or don't like in other areas, not just say if they don't like pink, for example. Yep. Um, generally, that'll give you a read on styling and other things as well. Okay. Whereas if someone says, I don't care, it's, <coughs> you know. Yeah. And, and being open to um, ideas that they aren't aware of, that they haven't considered. Like some clients will have 
a definite idea on what they want. Mm. And then, and then you go, well, oh, hang on, what about this? You know, I've been talking to you, you've mentioned this, how about this? Oh, yeah, that that's fantastic. Yes, mm. let's put that in. So you need to be able to um, know the brief but challenge it as well. Don't be happy just taking on what they're saying because they might not be aware of something that they might want. Yeah, okay. And I, I'm, I'm kind of getting that at the end of it, then you don't get to a point where the client's like, well, I'm not really happy with that. No. Because you've actually exhausted all yeah. things early. Mm. Yeah. And you haven't wasted time drawing something that or concepting something. Exactly. So we always do a return brief. Once we've met with them, um, gone around the site, talked with them, we'll write up our notes and say, this is what we've um, we've read from what you were saying, this is what you're after. Yep. And that at least right from the beginning, you've put that out there as what you see they're needing mm. and given them the opportunity to say, well, yes, I like this bit, but no, you don't need to focus on that. So that really drives how we shape our designs. Okay. Is there, I guess, have you ever had a point where there's, you've had a client where you're just like, we can't work together? Like you have a consult and be like, no, you're better off dealing with someone else. You don't have to give the, examples. The uh, Yeah, the first client that I took the lead on. Yep. Just, it wasn't going to work? It did not work out well. It was a baptism well. of fire for yeah. Claire. Yeah, it, it was... Um, it was a learning experience for all of us. Um, and from that, we've taken away definites of what we do and don't want yep. and what we will and won't do. So you've kind of got values around your clients that, or how you want yeah. them to act and what the style of work is. And yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. That was perfect timing, really, because we learned a lot from yep. that. And yep. like our agreements, yep. like the whole system that we had changed yep. because mm. of that client. So, really, should, we should thank them. Yeah. <laughs> Send them a, yeah. a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the most interesting, I guess, or odd thing that you've been asked to incorporate into a garden design? If anything at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining people that have just like, I've got this statue that we've brought in from Italy. I'd like it to fit here. <laughs> We've done that without them asking. Yeah. yeah. We've done that a few times. Like something. we've seen it in their garden and gone, oh, that's really interesting. Mm. We've got to fit that in. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've just completed a master plan for a client and um, they actually have a farm. And on our first site visit, we're shown around the farm and the and areas. Like, and but this is, this is cool. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a beautiful, beautiful spot. Mm. And um, she's quite crafty as well she does basket weaving and whatnot so we saw a little studio which was really cool um and we took some photos as we do on our site visit of things that caught our eye and yep. one of them was a bagging a manual bagging um call it machine i like guess a hopper. no really old no school, really old like, school like yep. 1900s kind of wow. where you put yeah. the bag on and you shovel it in and then yep. it, yeah um and we found that really quite interesting and appealing and rustic and um and she actually commented afterwards we we used it in our social media and she commented afterwards just saying i'm i'm surprised you found that interesting so from her perspective that's something that's old it's been on the farm for years mm. it's not interesting whatsoever but from a fresh perspective that we have yeah. it was like that's really cool you're like this is a feature yeah, yeah. And she's like that's rubbish yeah that is about <laughs> the bag. Yeah. do you want it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah she had a few of those things too yeah. yeah. The whole year one of them. Yeah. She even um, 
contacted us later in the week and said, I've been walking around seeing everything completely different now that you've been here and pointed things out. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, that's, that's that's wonderful cool. to hear that yep. that before we've even done anything, we've changed someone's perspective mm. and got cool. them thinking about the possibilities. Yeah. Um, I saw on your Facebook that you were in Clare Valley recently. Yes. Is that a common occurrence? And do you have, I guess, a a, a limit to how far you'll travel for design? We haven't reached the limit yet. Yeah, yep. <laughs> still pushing that. Um, we've been up in the Riverland a few times. Yep. And we're always open to travel. Yep. Um, my partner's family have a house up in the Riverland, so I get up there as much as I can. Yep. And it's an area, I think, that um, could use some help. Yep. So, yeah, we're definitely interested in expanding our reach yep yep i feel that that's sort of an area where people don't necessarily have access Mm -hmm. to the skills so they just don't do it so they don't do it um and we're more than happy to help so yeah it's an area that i think would value it as well because there's that's what they need well there's still nice properties and there's obviously still the capacity to do it you just i guess people aren't thinking about that for their holiday house or their Mm. i guess their second property yeah um we we talked before about how um, someone will take a lead. Do you each have a different style? Yep. It, can you describe that, or is it? It's just a. It's just one of those like things. Like, uh, depends on the job to some degree. Um, Claire's very native oriented when it comes to plant selection, and um, I would say she's brilliant at doing the very natural landscapes. Yep. Um, whereas I prefer landscapes that have a bit more of a human touch to them. As in, you can... You can that's not fair. <laughs> Jeez. I'd say you're more into exotics and you like fuck, it to look fuck. really flashy. I might be breaking yeah. the partnership. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is no. regular development <laughs> of the partnership. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can actually see that it's been... You the landscape has been and manicured and, and you say somebody's come in here and changed this or their, their footprint is on that. So you're, as in, I, get, uh, I go straight to hedging versus yep. n- just the plants like, do their own yep, thing. Like, yep, Yeah, that's, yep. that's where As opposed where to Rachel native yep. bushland. Whereas you just go, it yep. grows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Low yeah. maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've, we've had clients who have said, look, I don't want it to look like anything's happened. I want it to look like it's natural. Yep. And then we go... Think I'll take but the lead on natural. that one. Yeah. Not yeah. not barren. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. But like it's always been there and that it's meant to be there. Yeah. Rather yeah. than a hedge. I get you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I understand. Yeah. Um, the I guess is there a, a product that's I guess currently in the market that you that you're obsessed with? Do either of you have like a um, a stone or a I don't know a water feature or a I mean, what's 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 popping in the market at the moment? <laughs> I'm going to say that I'd try and keep my choices very varied well, because otherwise a design can become very consistent so you're just for doing everybody. The same. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want that to happen at all. Um, so yeah, it's not like we have a kit of materials and, and we go, oh, we'll just take that one. No, yeah. No, that's it. Yep. Um, I tend to look more at what's already there. Yep. Yep. 
um, and see what we can incorporate in our designs. Because uh, I, I think people, like, they don't put stuff in their garden that they absolutely hate. Like, there must have been some attachment or some reason for putting that in there, uh, particularly, like, statues, sculptures, water features, those kind of elements. Uh, but I am a big fan of stone. And we Natural do, stone. Yeah. And we've got all the quarries around us, so... You know, you'd be silly not to make use of that and looking at local materials and how we can incorporate them. Yep, that Definitely. makes sense. I guess it's environmentally sensitive as well as cost yeah. sensitive yeah. for your client. Having all that plant life around you... Makes us happier people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I really do. Well, you've both described, your, your, I guess, your, your childhood being in kind of outdoorsy environments. Mm-hmm. Could you move into a different office? Would it be uncomfortable for you then to move into an office, say, on Peary Street? Or, like, does that just work for you guys? Depends on the office and depends on the, <laughs> depends on green the greenery. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think we're, um, we're at a point where we can very easily adapt yep. and we have been adapting continuously. And I don't think that we'll reach a point where we wouldn't be able to go okay this isn't it anymore yep. time for something new yep. and just embracing that mm. and if that means that we're in a tiny little office in Perry Street and we are struggling to keep our indoor plants alive <laughs> so be it, <laughs> like we'll make it work yep. that's just part of who we are yep. as people and as our businesses yep. as designers it's our it's our job i guess to look at these things as opportunities rather than Mm. can't work in this space what can we do with this space to make it work yeah that's really what we look at when it comes to um looking at office in peary street yeah that's the the underlying yeah we'll whatever challenges we come up against we make it work Mm. that's the way we are trained to think yeah and a lot of our work is on client site anyway Mm. so we don't tend to have it's many people space. coming to our space yes. to see us. So, you know, at the, the moment the site office is perfect because, you know, we're there, we're set up and we have that room to be able to do what we need to do. Are you working from home as well or you try to keep the business and personal separate? Uh, we try to keep it as separate as possible, but yep. running a small business, you can't really... I don't think it's realistic to expect that you can just shut it off and leave it. And we were having this conversation the other day that we don't really want to do that. We would prefer to spread our time out over the week and enjoy ourselves during the week as well rather than try and work our asses off for four or five days For and the traditional then weekend. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah it also is difficult with our university schedules mm. so you know we might have a half day where we have to be at uni um but we also have a half day of work we need to do for fox avenue yep. um sometimes there's no point in heading out to an office to do that it's yep. much easier to do that bit from home that might be the admin sort of stuff yep. it might be calling clients and touching base or sending emails um so it is, I think in, in our case, it is spread out mm. more so than just at one location. Um, and that keeps us on our toes too. 
Mm. I was going to say, I, did, I, 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 when you started saying uni and work, then I thought you've also got client requirements that, you know, the people that you're working for or with have things that they're doing as well, which brings in night times and Saturdays and Sundays. So mm. it's kind of a 24-7, not a 24-7 workload, but a potential that needs to fit mm. inside that, doesn't it? Correct. The... Um, one of the questions that I was thinking of this morning, which I'm interested to know, is what skill, if any, would you take from the other? If you mm, if you could do something, no, yeah, like if you could add that to your arsenal, not take it away, and no, not. Like, they still get to keep it. <laughs> you, get to keep you, it. you just get, you, you get to have it too. Oh man. Okay, for me, <laughs> for me, it would be learning from Claire's calmness. Or at least the way she appears calm. She's very, very, um, very, yeah, very calm and doesn't tend to panic very often. Um, it's one of those things that I guess as a business it makes us work really well together as well. Is that she's so stable and calm, and I tend to get anxious and you know want to power on. Not that she doesn't want to power on, but yeah, yeah, um, it's it's like with the power opposite in calm. <laughs> It's like we're kind of the opposite. And you went with Fox Avenue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me it would be taking on some of that and not getting so anxious and highly strung about, you know, this needs to be done and this needs to be done and it'll get done. But it's always there tomorrow, yeah. That's right, but that's what I would take from Claire. That would be a life skill, I think. Do you have an answer? Oh, you're like, I've no, I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> i got all I need. I know I'm not perfect. Um, it could be, I guess, a skill or a, yeah, like a, a trait. I'd say commitment. <coughs> uh, Rachel has so many different commitments that I marvel at how she manages yep. herself and her time. Um, and I... I've attempted to do that, but... Mm, maybe that's why she's so calm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I've reached the point where I've gone, no, I can't do that. So what can I let go of? Um, but I feel like Rachel and I are very much yin and yang, mm. yep. which also makes us work well together. And when someone is panicked or upset or scared or whatever that almost inspires me to be the opposite. Yep. So we both don't lose our heads. We mm. go, oh, hang on, let's step back. Let's step back and and what is the worst that could happen? How can we change this? You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, my God, the world's going to fall apart. I, that's a waste of energy for mm. me. Okay. So... If a young person was to ring you now and say, look, I want to do what you're doing, and say they're 15, mm-hmm. I want to do what you're doing in 15, 10 years, whatever it takes to finish all the education, <laughs> what would you tell them? Do you really want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you exhausted all your options? Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried everything else first? <laughs> um, I would say absolutely. Absolutely do it, but be prepared for it to be hard work. Yep. Mm. It's not easy. Um just doing the degree is hard enough on its mm. own. Um, I think running a business, you need to be very committed and you need to understand that it's not going to be a, 
a nine to five job that you can walk away from mm. and that it does take time. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. <laughs> Instagram. <It's, yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely put the time and effort in yep. and you will be well rewarded for it. And it is such a great space to be in, as we're talking before about community. Mm. Mm. There's so many amazing people in this industry mm. that we really love being a part of that. I would encourage kids yeah. to get into that, definitely. And I, I think as um, lifestyles change, it's going to be more and more important. I think there's definitely space um, for new for a lot of people to to work into the market over the next ten or fifteen years. You can see it now with the shortage of staff staffing. Not, I guess, I don't know what the design side of it's like, but I see the installation side of mm-hmm. it, and it's yep. there's definitely a shortage of skilled work. So, yep. Um, and the community hasn't always been there. You guys are probably quite privileged. To be coming in now, yes. Because for a long time, everyone was hiding behind their fence, and I'm not telling them what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. I'm, you know, they're a competitor or whatever. So, it's it's a good time um, to be doing it. Do are you using? um, I'm guessing you're using software based on the fact that you've done so much education for your designs. What software are you using, and are you hand designing first? If that makes sense. We always do hand drawing for our concepts um it's just well for me i don't see a way to creatively uh, do a design if you go straight to a computer and for us we like having a day where we'll just throw ideas around we'll scribble we'll throw paper around we'll go well what about this what about that and that is some of my favorite days But it's where we get so much done and then once we've gone, yes, that's what it needs to be, then we move on to the computer. Yep. And so the computer for us just allows us to put our drawings down in a way that people understand them. What are you using on the computer? Like Vectorworks or CAD or...? We use Rhino. Okay. Yeah. Which is you say um, that like it's it's you don't pull that out at a party and <laughs> proudly. <laughs> well, no, it it's not. I guess it's not common. Yep. Um, but there are firms that do use it. Yep. Uh, for us as a small business, it comes down to money as yep. well. Yep. Its subscriptions are really expensive yep. for software. Yep. Um, and Rhino allows us to model. 3D, yep. 2D, yep. and do our drawing sets. Yep. And that's what we need at this point. Yep. So yeah. It might be what you need at all points as well. It could mm. be. There's it nothing. Could be. Um, yeah, I'm a massive fan of it's not what everyone else is doing, it's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, so. and it works for us. Yep. And um, we have the privilege to be able to choose what we want to do. We've and that's how we run nice. our business. Yeah. We're quite well versed yeah. in a lot of programs. And yep. so we've. I was going to say you'd have to have covered it all. Uh, we've yeah. worked through a lot, and we've sort of gone around in circles and come back to it, um, and yeah, and that's what's working well for us at this this point in time. I mean, programs come and go and change all the time, so yep. who knows where it will be in ten years' time? But at the moment, it's allowing us to consolidate everything into the one program. Apple or PC? PC. PC. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I had an Apple one. DK's smirking over there. He's like, trust me, they'll come around. Yeah. <laughs> My Apple was the most beautiful thing I've ever had. And I had it for about eight years. My yeah. laptop. They seem to last. Yeah. Um, what, you just decided it wasn't, the software wasn't going to work that way? or 
Um, I started going to uni and they were using PCs mm. and I said, why make it hard for myself? Yep. And for me, my PC's not home. everything. <laughs> my ex-husband is a software engineer, so he's very much PC. Yeah. Um, so you had it ingrained. So it was, there was no other option for me. So hang on, you went from like no TV to marrying a software engineer. Exactly, exactly. Where he would, I'd, I'd go and do something on the computer and next thing you know, the screen would stop and he'd be at work mucking around <laughs> doing whatever on the home PC. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not that I'm very good at all that software-y sort of stuff, but yeah, um, that's where my PC why didn't you have a TV? I have to ask because people will be listening to this and you don't have to, if it's, if <laughs> no, it's, it's heavily not, sensitive. It's not. People think, like I grew up in quite a religious family. A lot of people go, oh, is it because of the religion sort of stuff? It's not at all. Yeah. My mum had a plant on top of the TV and it was one of those old boxy TVs. Yeah. So it was before I started school, I reckon I was about four. She overwatered it. It <laughs> went into the TV. The TV blew up and that was it. They just went, I'm one of five kids. So they went, nope, you guys can. you work it out. Yeah. To can sort yourselves out, and it was it was an amazing upbringing. I have to say, I didn't miss it at all. We yeah. had a lot, being one of five, a lot of friends that would want to come to our place because we'd all fun. be mm-hmm. mucking around together, playing card games or board games, or we lived literally on the back of the town oval. So we go down the back fence, play cricket or soccer or football, or you know, it was a lot of. Oh, I know where. Yeah. So how big was the property? Uh, I think it was about a half acre. Okay. Yeah. Manageable. Yeah. It's um the reason when I was I reacted like that. My wife grew up on Range Road North. Okay. On the they yeah, got sorry. twenty acres. So yeah. I'm yeah very familiar when you said yeah. it. Um, well, we covered that off. Um, is there anything that you would refuse to put into a design? I'd be very reluctant to put artificial turf in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and artificial, artificial plants, for that matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 no, they're off. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I guess turf's probably got more of a place than artificial plants. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. there would be areas. I mean, I, I hate to say this, and this will get clipped somewhere, but there has to be a place for artificial turf yes. somewhere that's not a bin. Yeah. Like yeah. And, and people that I know a few people that sell artificial turf, they're going to hate me for saying it, but. Yep. I own an irrigation shop as well, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There was there was a job that um, we did. It was really just a really small install. We don't tend to do a lot of installs, but the um, lovely client said to me, "Oh, did you see the house down the road?" And for some reason, I hadn't noticed. But she said, "You've got to drive really slow, and you'll see it. A brand new house, and the front was artificial lawn that I don't even know they'd bought from an artificial lawn company. It was all lumpy. Yeah, like a hardware, hardware artificial with white stones with these artificial flowers. And I was looking on the sign, the for sale sign, and they had this green wall that you look out from the kitchen, all artificial plants. It just looks, it looked horrible. And it was it was a brand new home that, yeah. that was up for sale. Low maintenance." No. <laughs> horrible dust it. horrendous yeah yeah I um, yeah I've, I've got a pretty clear position I mean we've been offered the opportunity to sell artificial turf a number of occasions um, I mean I've been to China and met with people that can sell it to me not mm. for that purpose and I just I don't know do they use it a lot in China they make it a lot you wouldn't see it anywhere no, There's no but they so. don't have anything they've just got concrete yeah mm. I mean, the pl- they do. They've got plants, but um, there's a lot of artificial plants. But I'm talking palm trees, like you know, four meter tall palm trees that are wow. artificial, and then at night they light up. They've got LED yeah. lights in the actual fronds. Fronds, yeah. Fronds? yeah. There you go. It gives you a bit of a sense <laughs> of my education level. Um, 
so I guess what's next? Where 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 does Fox Avenue? Are you looking at like expanding to having a lot of staff, or are you happy with I guess status quo and you just? Well, as Claire said earlier, world domination is really on our car, on our, I think that was on before, our books at the moment. Start record, recording. <laughs> um, yep. We have had some quite um, what do you call it heated debates about who will run our German office, yep. but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think for us, we're looking for um, yeah to moving forward to helping students through the process yep. as well. Um, part of our values as a company is to be open and and community uh, part of a community and collaborative and we would love to work with new designers that are starting out that need some experience or students that are are working through university or people that don't have the opportunity to actually get into a firm and get an experience for what it's like Um, so really wanting to head down that path in regards to our designs we are looking to do some bigger projects Um, we have a few that we've been looking at for a little while, so um, really enjoying those. But really, any any size isn't overly important. We'd love to head into the country more, yep. as we talked about earlier. I think that's an area that... It sounds like you've got such a, a pool yeah. to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my grandparents lived in the Riverland, so I spent a lot of my school holidays up, yep. a, up in the Riverland as well. So I, I am quite drawn to that too. Um, and I think there's so many opportunities out there mm. for people to really appreciate that just because they live in an area that might be part of a drought or that might have poor soils doesn't mean they can't have a beautiful garden. Yeah, true. If people want to get in touch with you, um, I guess for work slash, I mean, students around work yeah. experience or I don't know how that even looks, if that's what you what you mean. Well, what's the best way to communicate with you guys? Um, like through social or social, email? Social, email. What's your yep. most active platform? Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna, yep. it would, Instagram. I was gonna say any other answer would have sounded weird, but yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll get DK to link up um, the socials underneath the podcast. Is yeah. there anything else that you want to promote at the moment? That's I guess happening that or think places you're going to be. Are, are there any home shows slash? I'm assuming you'll go to Melbourne again next year. Yeah. And every year thereafter, come with us next year. Yeah. Well, that, that's the plan. That's, that's to what you told us. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That night that we met. I was going to say, um, <laughs> just for some, so everyone knows what's going on there, um, this is the third time that I've met Rachel. Yep. First time I remember meeting Rachel, which is um, more of a, it's not a sign of your memorability. <laughs> it's a sign of my, um, I guess, um, alcohol consumption <laughs> around the times <laughs> that we've met so that night in Melbourne that we, I went to the pub remember when you went home at about 10 yeah. I reckon I probably met Rachel about I don't know was it you don't, don't I, I got in about seven? 9 o'clock <laughs> I got in about 9 o'clock it was probably about 9.30 10 o'clock when during you the podcast I've been having flashbacks I'm like I think we did meet <laughs> 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 I'm like that's right that I looks remember. familiar that's right so there's blocks of hours that I don't have any memory of so anyway that's something I'm dealing with thank you so much for coming in thank you I know you, you guys have us. ridiculously busy schedules Thanks. thank you um, and um, yeah for everyone check them out on Instagram we'll link it up um, what is the Instagram handle is it at Fox Avenue Studio easy to find mm-hmm. cool thank you Thanks.